We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. Now we're back from our episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, episode 47, with Josh Grant, also known as the Sound Seekers on Anchor and on IG. Had a great interview with Josh. He's uh, just an ordinary guy, as he likes to call himself, just plain Josh. And uh, he's got the Sound Seekers, which is where he partners with the artist. And it's important he partners with them. He doesn't do anything crazy like go on tour with them. He partners with them. And he exposes young talent of musicians of all ages, really. But young talent, I see a lot of it. It's got rappers. Charlie Powers was a big one in his uh, interview. Check him out on IG at Josh Grant. Also known as the Sound Seekers on IG, Sound Seekers on Anchor, and Just Plain Josh on IG. Alright guys, hope you guys enjoy. This is episode 47 with the Sound Seekers, Josh Grant. Hello Anchor Nation, this is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast. Episode 47, Josh Grant with the Sound Seekers. Now without further ado, I'm going to let Josh introduce himself. What's up Anchor Nation, Josh Grant here, coming to you guys from a little bit overcast South Florida. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little overcast for it. How, how's the weather out there? Pretty cool? Or... Oh, it's beautiful this time of year down here. We're missing out. It was freezing cold, though, a few days ago. It got down into the 40s. We were awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. That, that... that 40 degrees is a blessing up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we'll start the interview. So uh, question one, Josh, who told you about Anchor? So I wish I could say that I first heard about it from Gary V back in 2016, because after the fact, I discovered he was talking about it back then. But it was actually a producer friend of mine from the UK. Shout out to Wild Music. Little plug for him. Wild Music. Um, he first talked about it on his Instagram. I want to say it was February. No, uh, March of 2017. And uh, wow. I saw it on his Instagram, and I checked it out right away, and then I sent him a message. I'm like, dude, this Anchor thing is a sick. I'm downloading it and using it right now. This looks amazing. And uh, so I've been using it. I went back and looked at the official date. I downloaded it March 8th, 2017. Wow. You've been on here for a veteran. You're a veteran of this app for sure. And uh, shout out to Wild Music for sure. Definitely a, an interesting answer, but I always respect early that. Early adapter. Yep. <laughs> the, the early adapter of this app for sure. Ah, so question two, uh, what is your story behind the Sound Seekers brand? So it, the funny thing is, like, it wasn't even my idea. I won't take full credit for it. Mm -hmm. um, and this could be a really long answer or a medium-sized answer or a very short answer. Um, what should I go for? What should I go for? <laughs> whatever you feel, I'm always open to whatever. Um, I'll go for the semi-long uh, answer. So um, – it wasn't really my idea, but someone had told me because they knew I was really big into music and I was always, it was a friend of mine. I was always telling them what music they should download or they should listen to. I mean, I was right. like that even way back in high school, giving away a little bit of my age here, but uh, I was the guy making cassette mixtapes in high school and all my friends were copying my cassette mixtapes, <laughs> you know? And so I've been curating music for, for many years now. And, um, wasn't really big into social media 
But um, my friend said, man, you should use like YouTube or something. This was about, gosh, probably about four years ago when he, when he told me how to apply the vision that was given to me. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. So I had this yeah. vision of what I should do, but I didn't know how to go about doing it. And then shortly after this vision, my friend kind of made it a little bit more practical application and using social media to do it and he says just be consistent so my next step was i went online i did a search for like blogs because this was when blogs were still like kind of popping before vlogging and everything like that right. and the one thing that i took away and this is good advice for people they said any type of blogging a lot of people want to be youtubers and that type of stuff you have to not do it for money you have to be consistent and you have to be passionate about it and so when my buddy had mentioned the whole music thing, he's like, you're always telling me about music. You should just do the same thing that you're doing to me for like the world. I was like, man, I think I could do that for music. I think I could find like a song every day to just promote. So literally I tell people like, I dare you to scroll to the bottom of our Instagram feed. Cause that's where it really started. And you'll see how consistent we've been on Instagram and just posting one song a day. Wow. And um, so, yeah, like it started just with that. And obviously, you know, nobody following really, not really any likes, but it was the fact that I was consistent and that I was passionate about it that eventually got to get a little bit of momentum. And now we're sitting, you know, beginning of January, we finally hit like 6,000 followers, which might not be a lot for some people, but it's already become a solid enough brand that i literally get hit up every single day by musicians from mostly the united states but even some around the world being like hey check out my music and so mm -hmm. i'm not even having to chase down customers or to like look for music as much because a lot of the music is coming directly to us it's important though that you stay consistent i think that's that's huge i think consistency it yeah. breeds it and i think the way you kind of just a quick follow-up. So, through the humble beginnings, what was there one moment you felt like it wasn't going to work out, or was your passion still in there and you didn't really care about the numbers? Yeah, man, I'm not listening to the haters because the people mm -hmm. said, "Josh, like I was kind of like excited about it huh? because I was having fun doing it, right?" Which is the passion part. But then people were like, they thought it was supposed to like, well, how are you going to make money with this? I'm like, that's not the point of this right now. Like, the right. point is that this doesn't really work for me, and I'm having fun doing it. And, you know, maybe if this thing catches on, you know, I won't best case scenario, I might not ever have to buy music on iTunes again, because this was before streaming music, right? You had to buy all the yeah, songs yeah. that I first started promoting. I had to buy them on iTunes to be able to, like, create, like, a little video and edit them. And the cool thing is that now I, I barely buy anything because so much of the stuff that we post and promote is all given to us directly from the artists. Yeah, it works. It works hand in hand, perfect. And you don't even really have to look for outside sources. I'm sure the artist is happy with the service as well. Totally, totally. Just got off the phone with another artist just now. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And question three, this is actually a great transition. Is what is one thing you like about helping new artists grow in their careers? Man, it is helping them figure out creative ways to tell their story. Right. And and what do I mean by that? Is like I, you know, as I've been talking with more and more artists that I find 
I'm like, man, this music is so good, but they only have like a thousand followers on Instagram. You know, right. they only have a few thousand streams on Spotify. I'm like, but this song is so good, you know? And so I said, um, how can we bring value back to music? Because people don't really think they're supposed to pay for music anymore. And so like the whole concept of sound seekers is to be a platform to help amplify and tell the story from the artist better. The first person perspective, that's, that's important. Yeah. Now I like that because a lot of people with the music, they think it's more stereotypical now where it's like, you got the, the certain genre, but not many people get the, the story behind the story. So if you kind of could get that story behind the story on why they created something or, or why this piece is so creative and help them create creative outlets, I'm sure it'll definitely help you and your company become more uh, established for sure. Yeah, exactly. And what I try to tell people, and I say it a lot on our, on our radio show on Anchor and on Instagram and stuff, mm -hmm. is that there's a lot of other people that are promoting music, like music blogs on YouTube and even on Instagram and stuff like that, or playlists. But like we have a, a playlist on Spotify. It has 50 songs. It's called The Fire 50. And 33 of the 50 songs on there are all artists that I've had FaceTimes with, I've met in person, text messages. Like, wow. I believe the true value that we can bring to that artist is not by featuring their song one time and moving on, but by building a relationship with them and giving them the opportunity to help tell their story better. That's important. It's not, it's not that one and done thing where you're like, oh, I got you one time, it's over. Kind of doing that one and done kind of feeling it out and then realizing, okay, I got you the first time, but how can I help you the second, third, fourth, et cetera times? Because those are the real meaningful times to get the promotion out for sure. I'm, I'm glad you uh, took a second interest in all of these artists and to have over, you know, a good 70, almost 70%. That's pretty good, man, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and then uh, another thing right on the piggyback on that is that, so in the beginning, I really wanted to, to like be genuine with people. Mm -hmm. And so when artists would, would hit me up and I thought that their music like wasn't right for us right now because the quality was inferior or something. I said, you know, but Hey, you know how to get a hold of me. Here's my phone number. Here's our email. You can hit us up in the DM. So whenever your next track is ready, like send it over, you know, like I don't right. want to, you know, blacklist you. No, send it I, over. I'm here to help you. No, for sure. Send it over and we can see what we can do. You know, I think it's, it's important to get it out quicker because when you get that, you can kind of, plans for to uh, strategize excuse me, plan strategize what's the next move to help your career absolutely yeah so that's been the cool thing is like and then i end up learning different things that have worked for different artists and then i kind of share that with different artists so i'm able to pick and choose different strategies that have worked for different artists and kind of sprinkle that around and give it as insight to more people yeah the more insight the better for sure the more insight you give to the artist the more insight you'll give to your audience and as just a quick uh, follow up, is what do you think about just your audience? How do you think there's some genres you kind of appeal to with the music or is it just kind of more widespread audience? Yeah. The primary thing that we've been promoting is, is hip hop. And then this, this whole, you know, new version of pop music that's been coming out very like, you know, borderline EDM pop music right. has been our main focus things, you know, a little bit of alternative music in there rock. It's been really hard, man, to like find, just rock music that I feel has been resonating with people it, just because I don't see a lot of people really making traditional rock music that is connecting with an audience like it used to. So I would say it's hip hop and pop. 
Yeah, definitely. The, the, I would say that the two most common things other than rap, it's been probably the two most common things in the modern world. But any kind of music, for sure, will definitely do, especially in this world where we have so many different genres, man. I appreciate those thoughts. Yeah, there's so Absolutely. many sub-genres of everything, you know. So. For sure, for sure. Right, so question four is, what are some roles you do that make your company and just your process unique while running the media company? I think it would go back to that, the, the whole article that I first read about saying, you know, not doing it for money, being consistent and being passionate. So like, that's right. definitely a process that I always think through um, every day. I don't look at like, I don't get discouraged with like, oh, dang, after two days, you know, we only had 200 likes on this, this post or only, you know, a hundred people saw my Instagram story. The idea is to create content every day, be right. consistent and move the needle every day. Because if you're not making content, someone else is. Exactly. Quality over. I think the quality aspect will always um, outweigh for the quant- the quantity, the long run. You want to have more quality built up because Definitely. eventually you'll start realizing the results instead of the qu- That's why I think quantity is more the short term gain. Totally. But the long term, yes. it's just all the quality you build up. The content will come, and then the the audience will start seeing. It. Hey, this guy's not no one, two, one and done or two and done. He's going here for seven, eight, nine, ten days in a row and still pushing on. It definitely works. Yeah, I mean, our post. If if you look on Instagram again, all the focus. I think here's another thing is that we didn't try to do too many things all at once. So from day one, right. it was just like it was just Instagram, you know. Didn't try going on YouTube, didn't try because I didn't know if I could be consistent on YouTube. I had to work with what I knew I could be consistent. I knew I could make a square post on Instagram on a daily basis. So I didn't overkill it. And I've seen people come and go doing similar stuff, podcasts, music promotions, come and go over the last three years that I've been doing this that have given up because they tried doing everything. They tried doing merch. They tried doing YouTube. They tried doing Facebook. They tried doing SoundCloud all these different things and now they stop right and you don't want to overexert yourself and kind of just just kind of try out the first platform sometimes like in instagram so say you get a little traction you don't want to stop because that's your bread and butter you don't want to you know focus on something that's not there just yet and maybe try to develop it later but when if it's rolling it's rolling and just keep it rolling for sure yeah and then so another another part of the 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 process that we do a lot is with Instagram, it was truly valuing every single person that took the time to smash that blue button. So literally from January of 2017, I was trying before that, but I made it a point in January of 2017. So a little over a year ago now, uh-huh. every single person that smashed the follow button on Instagram, I would give them a personal message of thank you. Every single one. And we grew over a little over 3,000 followers in the, in the calendar year of 2017. I've, I've yes. tracked it all. So over 3,000 followers, no website, no budget, no anything, wow. you know, no product. It's only been promoting other people. That is our product. Our product is to promote others. That's pretty cool. And, and they're not no robotic messages. That's real. No. That's, that, exactly. That's I real messages. I always use the person's name. In it, so they know that I typed their name. Exactly that 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 shows you cared, and that shows you valued the uh, the other person on the other end instead of just like a robotic message. You you put the time, effort, and thought to get it in for sure. Yeah, yeah. So th- those have been the big, you know, passion, um, consistency, um, not doing it for money, 
and then valuing every single person that that follows you because especially with the whole instagram algorithm you know if they follow you there's no guarantee they're going to see your post a lot of people don't know that they want to chase more followers and they're not content with the followers that they have and the question that i say to artists all the time i go when was the last time you direct message the people that are already rocking with you what value have you brought to them right you totally take for granted the 2,000, the 5,000, the 10,000 followers that you have right now because you're not content with that and you're, you're chasing more. Give those people love and give them value and make them want to turn on post notifications because if they turn on post then it is a guarantee that they'll see your content. <laughs> you, have, you have to worry. Focus on the 25 people in this example. Focus on the 25 people you have. Not the 25 you don't have. Because you don't know if yep. those 25 you don't have are going to be guarantees. The 25 you have, you've given, you've given some value. Try to give some yep. more and just keep honing in on it for sure, man. Great thoughts there. Another great story on that, and this is how you never know, right? Mm-hmm. So like this random person, it was a normal person's name profile. Uh-huh. But because I was in the habit of always direct messaging every single person, um, this person happened to be a radio station manager. Wow. You know, and I took the time to direct message them and we started conversation and I still didn't know they were a radio station manager until some reason or another. I, I said, you're like, oh, I'll send it to you. Give me your email address. And they gave me their email address and their email address was like, whatever, whatever radio. And then I was like, oh, dang, they're from a radio station. And to this day, in fact, funny, hmm? she actually hit me up today and sent me new music that she had sent to her. You just so never become know. a great person that's sharing music that comes to her with us and vice versa. She takes stuff that she finds on sound seekers and plays it on their radio. You just never know. I mean, you just you never, never know. You never know what one connection it can hold. That's why you got to, you got to try and you always got to give value. I mean, if you don't try in the first place, then that's on you. But when you do try, give the value, find a little, you know, detailing about what's good and you can make it happen. It's yep. crazy, but just one network connection. You never know where it could lead to. Yeah. And don't despise the people that are following you that have like 300 friends or something, you know? Yeah. They still bring value. No, yep. no exactly. Because that, the people and people, they add up. It's crazy, but it adds up over time. So definitely focusing in on the ones you have, not the ones you don't. You know, and, and having fun, being passionate and consistent, it'll add up to something great in the long run for sure. 100%. So question five, how is the technology to produce the music and find artists artists benefited the company in the short or long term. I know technology has been changing since you started, but yeah. has there anything has there, has there anything really just been uh, honed in that you really feel like this technology has helped uh, progress your um, well, status? Well, an encouragement that I tell artists is that, you know, the reason why people don't value music as much because so many people are making music because they can buy a MacBook, they can record in their closet. And so, so many more people are creating music. Right. But uh, the, the example that I give to many people was 2015 Beck won album of the year. And he gets up on stage and he says, thanks to everyone who helped me make this album at my house. Wow. You know, and, and he won album of the year. He recorded it at his house. I'm sure he has a nice house and a, and a studio. But gone are the days that you need a multi-billion dollar studio or million dollar studio to make great music. And he was competing against. Ed Sheeran, Beyonce, Pharrell, and I forget who else. And then he gets up there and he's like, I made this like all at my house, you know? 
And so there's so many great, there's so much great music being put out nowadays, but there's not enough people that are trying to create their niche in, in bringing that music that they find together. So I'm helping all the people that we promote. I'm helping them collaborate with each other. We had an artist in California that we're friends with. Shout out to Charlie Powers. Connect with the producer friend of mine from the UK. They actually collaborate together. They met on our platform and they put out a song together. That's pretty cool. That it just you know? the worldwide connections. Absolutely. Yeah. And you just never and you just never know. You know, technology is advanced to the next level. I feel like it's almost like you you almost have to connect and do this because you just never know what technology can do and and, and now you're right a house all you need is a house really and you got you know nice nice little setup doesn't have to be the the most expensive setup even a, a simple setup and you know you get the right editing tools and all the the right trims and everything with the music i'm sure it'll produce great quality and i'm sure it'll be definitely uh not only sound seeker worthy but just in general uh public worthy for sure i mean here's another great example from an artist that we connected with she recorded an album. She recorded her vocals under a blanket in her bedroom. Oh, wow. Okay. She produced, she wrote, and she sang the entire album. She released it in January of 2017, and she's averaging over 100,000 monthly listeners on Spotify with no connections, no nothing. It literally was just because she's a talented girl that made an album in her bedroom. Wow. I mean, so technology, people, you know, this, this idea of, you know, waiting for the, the song to be perfect and to be ready, you know, perfection is, is you know, all in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> what someone might think is a really dope track or dope album, another one will think it's trash. Right. You know? It's perspective. It really is perspective. You, I mean, you got to get the content out. Yeah, you have to get the content out, and it doesn't matter now. It seems like it doesn't matter where or what happens. As long as it's out, it's fair game. You know, I think that's important. Even if you're under your bedroom with pillows, blankets around you, you never know. That could be the next uh, next hit. So you yeah. always got to remember anything can happen, and any hit can make it happen in a second for sure. Yep. So I think technology, to just recap your question, technology has helped the artist create it. But then social media and technology and, right. and even this Anchor app, right? We're able to like so easily create content. I'm actually laying in my hammock on my back porch and we're creating content together. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Even, even in your hammock, you can still do something. It's yeah. crazy, but it doesn't matter where or when you are. As long as you've got a phone or as long as you've got some type of device, go for it. I think that's yeah. the message here. It doesn't matter where you are anymore. It's all about... It's all about how you get it out. That's it. Just keep keep doing you, and you'll get it out. And just like Josh here, anything can happen for sure. Hundred percent. So, question six: uh, What are some of the best tracks you ever heard while helping new artists? Got a couple favorites in particular? Yeah. So I I, I don't want to use the word favorites, but I'll say people that I really believe in. Respect. Uh, I got you. from a marketing perspective, <clears throat> because again, what I might think is really good to someone else they might not think is so good, but I'm looking at the complete package of these individuals that I'm going to name. And like, it's, it's their talent that they're producing the music that they have branding, that they have voice, that they have all of these things. So yeah, man, I think that someone that people need to watch is a, a friend of mine. His name's Charlie powers. 
He's from the San Diego area. He's going to be really hot, super talented. His numbers don't reflect his talent, but that's going to change. Um, another one, don't hate on this name, Mowgli the Iceberg, also a hip-hop. Um, super talented guy. He's a full-time creative. Um, Jet Trouble, he's from Dallas, Texas. Um, just released his debut album back in, I want to say it was November. Um, he's doing extremely well. Joey Jewish, he's from Arizona, spends the time halfway between Arizona and L.A. People need to watch out for him. Those are all hip-hop. And right. then in the whole genre of, like, pop music, this girl Cass, who we mentioned, she's the one who recorded her vocals under her blanket. She's from New Zealand. Wow. Met her first through FaceTime back in, like, February of 2017. And she actually was at my house in South Florida, spent four days with me here in South Florida back in September of 2017. And we met through Instagram. Wow. And she's from New Zealand. Super talented. She's like 23, 24 years old. She's getting ready to drop her next album. Does everything. Does everything herself. She, uh, Cass, C-A-S-S. Um, another dude, he's from Miami, Philip Bixby. He's got like this R&B vibe to him. Super dope. Um, Ethan Parker. He's a little bit more like folk pop. He's also, he's from Tampa, Florida. Then you got Lael, which is like straight up pop music. He's in uh, the Northern California area. And then last but not least, a pop band from Nashville, Tennessee called Local Sound. All of those people, people had better not sleep on them. These are the up and comers, and that's crazy. Self-made, yeah. self-made people too. Yeah. Even, even self-made people can get it done. I mean, it's crazy to think, yeah. but it's incredible. But all the names you mentioned, you just never know. They could be the next thing you're hearing in the near future. So you always got to, you never want to sleep on the, uh, the sleepers, as I like to say, they always have yep. some type of value and always give them the best. Those are some great, uh, great names too, man. I'll definitely, I'll definitely check those check out. Check them out, man. Just, check I'll, them I'll, out. Check them out. For you, for, for everybody out there in Anchor Nation, definitely, definitely remember those names. There's going to be somebody to watch in the future. Yep. All right. So question seven, besides music, what are some other passions that you have interest in? Good. So, um, Passions. So this would be a good point to mention that this whole thing started about that I was a youth pastor at a church here in South Florida. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where the whole vision I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation that uh, it was a vision that I had. And I believe very strongly that I had this vision from God. People might think that's kind of crazy, but he really kind of like laid out this vision, this this big vision and i've kind of been trying to uh, reverse engineer this whole entire thing um but he was just told me very clearly just just be consistent post uh one song a day and it's going to lead to other opportunities you're going to be able to do festivals and lots of people are going to come to your festivals and uh so i've just kind of been re-engineering it from there i just like i said then it was another friend of mine that when I first had that vision, it was like so big and so grand. I was like, how am I ever going to do any of this? You know? And it was my friend that kind of like got me started with the practical application of it, of of how to get started. And so that whole thing started with my time at a tiny church, spending time with middle school and high schoolers and observing them in the middle of teaching Bible. They listened and how they interacted with music. Wow. I mean, it can happen anywhere. I think that's a great point. I mean, even even at your local church, something can happen where a vision 
it can happen and you've got to pretty much it kind of it's kind of like all right that person or, or in this case guys brought you to water what are you going to do about it? now now it's your time to lay the foundation your vision's been laid out and yep. what you and you can only be grateful for it i'm sure go and execute yeah and so the common thread here, here's the other like passion and interest of the whole thing the common thread of everything that we've promoted on our page mm-hmm. is that I don't believe in like the genre of Christian music. I think it's kind of lame that people subcategorize themselves as that. And so really what I've focused on doing is everyone on there calls themselves a Christian. And that's kind of like how we found each other through crazy means. But I I don't want to put them in the box of that. And the, the music doesn't always have to be anything to do with what their belief is. I just want to promote truth. I want to promote truth and I want to promote positive vibes. That's what we're trying to do here. That's the best. That's the best type of vibes. Not only the positive vibes and truth, but to hear the story from others and just gain a new perspective and then spread it out to the world. I'm sure it's humbling to know. And that, and that, that's a great message to have a great mission statement. You know, some people they're in there for other things, but just to keep it real and keep it simple, stuff you can handle. Anyone can spread positive vibes and the truth. Yeah. But how you how you kind of deliver the value into the message, what you're doing, I respect completely. Appreciate it, man. All right, so question eight, and this is a good one too, is what are some motivational things you do or say to get you focused on the job at hand? Um, do good and provide true value to others and don't expect anything in return. Wow. Because, <clears throat> like, it's funny – I can look at my Instagram analytics and uh, my own city in South Florida is not one of my top cities from people that follow our content, but yet it's the place where I have the most amount of personal connections, you know? So like not hating on the fact that, that, Oh, I'm going to unfriend you because you're not, you know, you're not friending me or you're not following what we're doing. You know, I'm constantly just worrying about helping artists, providing value. And I've even shared stuff with other businesses and stuff like that, just stuff that I've learned about in social media. And I just, I believe in the long-term goal that if I constantly just try to do good for people, like, and they see that I'm genuine, then, you know, what goes around comes around. Right, and so. it doesn't have to be, you know, next day. It could happen in five, ten years. But the fact yeah. that you still did good and you never really want anything in return, you just want to keep doing you. And just a quick follow-up question, it, was there just one um, one example where you just did something so well, you may have not expected a return, but did you get something out of it? Or did you just kind of feel hu- humbled and happy <laughs> about the, uh, the task at hand that you did? I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is the whole – with that person that I had no clue who they were, but they were like a radio station manager. Right. So there it's actually a radio station that broadcasts all over the state of Montana, which a lot of people might be like, well, Montana, it's not New York city or anything like that. But like, I have an invitation from them to come up to Montana and like see the station and go around. And like, I mean, Montana is a beautiful state. I've never been there, but I've seen stuff. So it's just been this really cool relationship with just taking the time and just, offering value and taking the time for every single person, not knowing who they were. So I just wanted to provide value to the person because they were a person, not right. because I was hoping like, Oh, they're a radio station person. Like, 
like they're going to be able to hook me up or guide me or something like that. You know, it was just like providing value to every single person. Like that's the first one that comes to my mind. For sure. And you just, you just did that in your heart and your goodwill to say, Hey, I'm not really looking for any, you know, uh, what do you call it? Perks or anything like that. I just here to do my job, do what I got to do and just give the best service. And the perks that come out there are just like gravy and icing on the cake. And that's it. Just keep yeah. doing you and good things will come around for sure. Just, just like I said, also before, just try to move the, try to do something that moves the needle every day. You know, some days the, the needle might move more than others, but the goal is to just keep that needle moving forward. Improve a little bit each day and you'll be a better person at the end of the day. That's perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect message. And that's actually a great segue is question nine. What would be your message to inspiring artists, just people who have aspirations of starting a media company or just any music type thing? Um, so for aspirations, so, I mean, <clears throat> sound seekers didn't start by wanting to, I, I looked at a lot of social media and a lot of things going on and a lot of people, and still right now, a lot of people are creating their own personality and saying, follow my YouTube channel or, or do th this right. thing I'm doing. So I equally could have been like Josh, the sound seeker guy, but from day one, I always use the word we because it started with my, my buddy who's a graphic designer. He's the one who designed our logo and, and helped create the templates that we used and a lot of our branding things. So it was a team of him and I. So I always used the word we, but I believe that I wanted to get into other areas. And so I knew it would always be other people. So I, I didn't want to be just another person making noise, but I wanted to kind of take all the things that were going on and try to help tell that story as a whole better together um and so um the question or repeat the question again to me you, you know, uh, what, musicians yeah, be, yeah what would be your message to inspiring artists or just people who have aspirations of starting a media company so the people starting the media company is that not looking at making it be don't try to add more noise to the table but see how you can see people that are doing things that are good and help tell their story. And maybe you be the one that documents what this guy's doing, what this guy's doing, what this guy's doing, what this guy's doing and bring value to them. And the fact that you have relationships with different people gives you an engaging content. So like look first to like what you can do for others instead of try to start something from scratch and think you have a good idea but like you don't have anything to prove the concept yet. So don't ask anything from other people until you provided value to them first. That's important. You don't want to ask anything. Um, in, well, you want to ask sometimes, but just in general, when you're starting, yeah, it's always good to just kind of find yourself, find your niche, find your home. And then when you get real confident, then start building up the momentum. Like, okay, where can I do? Can I use some help here? Kind of, kind of more strategic in your, in your beginnings for sure. Yeah. And so like we, we started, so for artists, you know, I would say it goes into a lot of the stuff that I talk about <clears throat> that I kind of mentioned before, like don't, don't overlook the followers that you have right now, you know, spend time talking and engaging with them. Um, gone are going to be the days of artists. You know, if you're an artist and you're making music right now and you only make music and you're like, well, I'm really shy and I'm an introvert and stuff like that, yeah. you know, like that's not enough anymore because the audience is accustomed and used to being able to communicate with the artists that they like. So oh, yeah. you need to figure out ways, whether it's through video or maybe it's through audio because you're not comfortable showing your face, then you got to go audio route.
but you need to find a way that you can directly engage with your people. And, and if you are, you're too afraid to engage through video or through audio, then you got to direct, directly engage with them through direct message. You know, you got to engage with the people. So that, that's my advice to aspiring artists is don't look for that big move and like who's going to put you on. Because even like looking at us, people constantly like, yo, man, what do I need to do to get to get promoted on your page? I kind of sound like if we promote you, it's not really going to help you as much as you think. It's really about a long term relationship. So I don't really think your song's ready yet. But if you want to build a relationship and you've got another song coming, like maybe that's going to be the song that we really want to get behind and promote. But I'm willing to take the time to invest in a relationship and a friendship with you, even though I don't think your music's good yet. Yeah. I mean, friendships can be forever when you, if you can make it the right time, but followers, you don't know, they can come day in and out. So kind of just making the process, being patient. It's always good to be patient. Just take your time on some of the moves, take your time on the, the so-called big move because it'll happen. You just have to get there and, and honing on your craft. And then eventually when you feel ready, you feel ready to make that big move, It'll come naturally. You won't have to make it or ask for anything. It'll just come naturally. You'll, there you go. Yeah. You'll, you'll you'll have it already in you, invested that you took the time and quality to make value for somebody else or, or even yourself. You start with value for yourself, did it to another, and then the connections just keep came and, uh, coming and coming, and you got something, which is great. I mean, I think even for you, I mean, I've seen you, you've done tons of content, tons of interviews. If you probably go back and listen to your first ones, <laughs> just in the amount that you've improved as an interviewer, from the beginning to now, you're probably like, oh, my gosh, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First couple of interviews, you know, it, it just even for me, it, it just wasn't there. But as I continue to hone in my craft, get advice, get positive criticism, it yep. keeps going. It keeps building up. And eventually the goal is to keep improving just a little bit each time and make the, the quality better for sure. Ah, so question 10 uh, is, what is your goals in the next five years? Let me personally work, anchor, and I appreciate those thoughts, by the way, on question nine. Uh, just, but what are your goals in this next fight? Do you have any, uh, personal goals, work anchor or just yeah. uh, with the sound um, So I'll go with like a little bit of Gary V advice where he says to not think too long term, like Correct. have a big vision, but think more short term. So really my, my goals are set for the next two years, like by 2020. And, um, the, the first one is to be able to represent not only musicians like we are now and artists, but we want to represent bloggers. And uh, how we're going to do that is we're going to be launching a YouTube channel here, um, hopefully in February. Um, and we already have relationships with that's why, again, why I say we and is that Sound Seekers is actually going to by February, it's going to balloon to a team of 10 people that nice. are going to be creating content for Sound Seekers. So we we literally have a videographer, super talented guy that we found each other through Instagram. He's, he's from the UK. Then I have another friend that I've become friends with. He's in South Africa. And then we have a guy in Oregon state floor, uh, here in the United States, one from Omaha, Nebraska, one from Nashville, Tennessee, and one from St. Louis, Missouri. So all of these guys are going to be creating content for our YouTube channel. But the common thread is that we're all going to be this creative collective together so we're going to all drive traffic from our, our, our social media profiles to one location. And we're going to promote each other's content. But now the cool thing is that each of them only have to make one video a month. But we're going to be able to drop consistently anywhere from four to seven videos a month 
because mm-hmm. we have seven different guys. Yeah, the, the content. Yeah, the more team, it's, there's not obviously there's no I in team, but absolutely the more team, the more we power we have, the more us power we can deliver to the world. Because it's the more we you give out to the world, the realize that you're going to give so much feedback and advice to a vlogger. You know, I mean, I've seen vloggers on YouTube. They, sometimes they just can't make it. But right. what your guys are trying to do, just try to help them go along the way, you know, give them value. I'm sure they'll give you value back. It'll be a great way to get a friendship <laughs> relationship going. and never know where that leads for sure. Yeah, I mean, I love video, so we really want to invest into the YouTube channel. I think that's going to be the true, like, starting point for Sound Seekers. Right. Because so many people consume and discover music on YouTube. And so the cool thing is, is that Sound Seekers has so many relationships with different artists. I've been pitching this idea to different artists, and they're, like, super excited because they're, like, essentially they're getting a free music video out of this whole thing. That's always good to have that music. You and, never know where I could leave, for sure. You can go and on. so then, the, then the, the, these videographers are excited because they're like, wait, so pretty much anything that Soundseekers promote, I can pick a song from there and create video content around that song. I'm like, yep, and we're not going to get worried about getting flagged on YouTube or anything. We're going to be able to monetize our channel because we're actually going to have the support from the artist himself promoting the content that we're creating for that artist, promoting that artist. Goes hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just so trying. Yeah. So the YouTube channel is a big thing. That is a big goal. We really want to invest a lot of time and energy into that. And then um, the other one, the other two would be we want to start a, a music festival by 2020. Featuring these relationships with these different artists that we've been building relationships with. And we want to start releasing short films on our YouTube channel. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, now, just a quick follow: Would the short films be about the artist, or is it just something like a documentary series, like a quick documentary? So, some of it will be documentary related around the artist. Okay. And others will be like storytelling, because here's the other cool thing, right? So, I said to the to the artist, I go, "This is the long term goal of Sound Seekers. We want to be." And, and so, a little, I didn't say this about the name Sound Seekers. At first glance, people think Sound Seekers as something music, and they think it's a music blog, and it makes sense, and they and they catch on. But the long term naming of the of Sound Seekers was intentional. That the sound that we're talking about is something firm, something solid. It's sound. Oh, gotcha. So it's Sound Seekers. So we're the seekers of something sound, something firm, something solid. Truth goes back to the truth thing, and so the videos that we want to make are videos that have a powerful message, that bring truth, that bring value. And the hope is that we'll be able to start using some of these different artists as actors in our short films. Right. It's kind of like like in sound. It's kind of like in tune with the world, kind of in tune with the message. And, and even like you said with uh, being firm relationships. So kind of that find those firm relationships yep. too also. So it all ties in together for sure. All ties together. And I think it's a fail on MTV's part, right? They're called music <laughs> yeah. television. And they never, they never had the big goals of what they would eventually become. But so, like, I knew we were going to start with music, but I didn't want to be boxed into just audio and just music. So the name was chosen very strategically so that when we moved over to video content, because I think video content is still going to explode even more, we right. wanted to be a player in creating video content. And, you know, the natural progression from musicians, we've seen it with Justin Timberlake, Ice Cube, you know, the list goes on and on from people that started in music and then became actors. And so for these different people that we're building relationships with, the idea is like, hey, we want to promote you as an as a musician, but we're also going to be creating a platform where we're going to invite you to be an actor if you're down to be in our short films. 
Wow, even more value and, and, and more opportunity. That that that's great. Creating more opportunity in a in an area where it's not really expected. It it's it's life changing for some people for sure. Yeah, and that's something you know that you can be an actor when you're 70, 80 years old. Right, right. Wow, it de- it definitely is humbling. It's humbling. And it's very opportunistic, but you have to take those chances. You never you never know the end result if you don't try it. So definitely try and expand and, like you said, improve each day a little bit and get more get more in tune with yourself. You'll kind of have more of the sound goals at the end of the year, or even at the end of the couple of years for sure. And it's crazy, man. Again, this whole vision, like. This is not like, wow, this Josh Grant guy is such a, a, a genius. Right. You know, it's like, dude, like it was a vision that popped in my head in the strong relationship and time when I was teaching the Bible, this vision came to me. And it popped in and you're rolling with it for sure. Yep. For sure. All right. Our final question. This is always the fun one is uh, what is one thing you like to tell the anchor nation that they may not know about you? And it could be a fun fact. Well, I am not. American. I was born and raised in South America in Brazil. And uh, my parents were missionaries there. And so people are like, man, but your English is so good. I'm like, my parents are from Michigan. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, like I'm an an American citizen, but I I studied at an American Christian school in Brazil because people are like, oh, you're from Brazil. You must play soccer. I was like, no, I went to an American school. I play basketball, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And so um, that's, again, it's just that funny thing, you know, growing up, you know, my parents went to a foreign country. I was born there. I grew up in church and all of these things. And um, then I found found myself having a part time job at a church. And um, this whole Sound Seekers thing is my side hustle. I've been a Costco employee for 17 years. I work in the pharmacy. Um, I joke around with people, say I'm a I'm a drug dealer (laughs) because I work at the pharmacy. (laughs) Oh, it's man. all legal, folks. It's all legal. Yeah, nothing he's doing is illegal, guys. This is Josh from the <laughs> Sound Seekers. This is, he's legal all day. Yeah. Now, so, Josh. yeah, man, that's that's this is all the side hustle, man. Sound Seekers is just it's just the stuff that I'm passionate and it's fun and it doesn't feel like work. And um, if we're able to really turn this into something that generates money, great. But up until now, we're just having a lot of fun with it, and I'm building a lot of friendships and. Meeting people from all over the world. Have fun. Do your passion. Be consistent. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> and that that's a great message to end with, man. But uh, thank you, Josh, for just coming on the show, man. Appreciate your time and effort. But before you go, you like to DM your social media so people can find you? Yeah, for sure. So at Soundseekers on Instagram, uh, my personal Instagram, I don't, I'm not nearly as active on there. But if you really want to be an OG and, and uh, hit me up over there, that's at Just Plain Josh. Just playing Josh. We got Just you. Just playing Josh on Instagram. And, um, yeah, you can check out. You can listen to all of the music over here on Anchor as well, Sound Seekers. But those are our primary platforms, man, Instagram, Anchor, and our Spotify playlist. Awesome, man. And thank you to Josh for name-dropping those R's. Appreciate that. Shout out to you guys. And, Josh, thank you again for your time. The Anchor Nation out there, thank you, as always, for your undivided attention to me and the interviewee. And we will see you next time. Thanks again, Thank everybody. you, man. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, Josh. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, follow me at the Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under the Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.